This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We watched Pure, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Do you think you can make God laugh? No. You're a clown if you say I'm a Christian wife. <laughs> Sicario. Everything. White women are notoriously shifty. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Clean up on aisle butt. Let's call the bouncer shuts the door. This magic moment drifts across the floor. As Benny King's voice fills the air. Baby, that's the power of prayer. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. Yes, and he put out a new song called The Power of Prayer. Oh, that's new? Yeah, that came out uh, as of Hmm. this releasing a few weeks ago. Why? What's your skepticism? I don't know. Like a weird time to put out a a Christian song, you know? (laughs) It's I I truly it's not it's not in, I smell a prat in the room. No, dude, no, he's so pro union. Oh my gosh, no, I'm sorry, I had such a sincere defense. I should have been like, yeah, he You're was at Hillsong or whatever. I'm sorry. I just think it's funny. It was like the power of prayer. This is like a power devotional phrase. It's about the like power of prayer. Welcome to GCF. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here uh, to talk about the power of prayer and have a little good Christian fun. This is the podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about Christian pop culture, the movies, the music, the entertainment made for and made by Christians. We're not here to make fun of you or make you go to church, but we hope that this past year we did make you go to the polls or your local ballot drop box. This is our first the episode. The Church of Democracy. That's right. And we worship. In elections. This, yeah, we worship elections. We love our institutions. It's only sometimes when a few bad apples get in there are they rotten. The institutions are fundamentally good, and we should never change them or overhaul they're them. They're neutral. They're objective. They're the, infinite. There's nothing that we should abolish. There's nothing we should <laughs> reform. We should just keep voting. Get out the vote. It's going to work. <laughs> but you do need to vote. Um, for Biden, to be clear. No, I mean, it's done. It's over, baby. Like, the votes are in. This is the first GCF after the election, and now we oh, just have yeah. to live with our choices. Oh, I don't have to tell you to vote anymore. I just said Ooh, that. I finally give up on it. <laughs> yeah, by the way, voting sucks shit, you bunch of nerds. Yeah, Ooh, a waste of time much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, I, this is really, I don't like this, uh, when we're like in the future when folks are listening to this, but like a really important event is happening in, in the middle of it. In the middle of what? Between us recording and us putting this out. Yeah, but you know what? This is the time to hedge our bets and not okay. count on anything one way or the other. That's the, I think that's it. I'm just worried of sounding like a uh, confident idiot. 
No, 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 no. I'll never do that. I'll never be a confident idiot I'll again. I'll never. Well, I'll never be confident again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's sure. probably true in a lot of ways after twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, let's get our guest in here. Let's do yes. it. We gotta freaking <laughs> have a little help, friends and folks. She's known in some circles as Lava Girl after her hit turn on the floors lava on Netflix. Give it a hell out for Alyssa. Alyssa Samuel. We have nominated her for our guest. She has accepted the nomination and she has won the guest spot in this episode by a landslide. Whoa. That said, we are SNL, she did Alyssa lose the popular Sabo. vote, unfortunately. <laughs> so. What'd you say yeah. about SNL? <laughs> I was going to say, if we are SNL, Alyssa Sabo is our Tom Hanks. Tom Office. Hanks. Five-timers club? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Five-timers. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't I, wouldn't I be the Alec Baldwin? Oh, is he more? I, I mean, feel like he's I mean, he, do you want he, to be the Alec Baldwin? He's a billion times more. Yeah, I want to be point. the most. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course I do. And I okay. gave up. I gave up SNL because I was like, if I do SNL, I'm not going to have time to do GCF. So oh, I, I said, no, that. Lauren. <laughs> That's really nice. We were talking a lot so, about yeah, SNL. Speaking of SNL. I, ruling I schedule. <laughs> I figured out, yeah. I said, I need my Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I, can I share a sincere take and see if y'all agree or disagree? Mm-hmm. Sure. Everyone says, oh, this, like, it's just, as long as I've been alive, everyone says, this season of SNL sucks. It used to be better. And it's always some sort of throwback to nostalgia of like, well, the cast when I was a kid was so much better. And people said that about the season that it was Andy Samberg and Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph, like Bill Hader. People said that about seasons before, seasons after that. And it's usually not true. And they're all pretty much equally good, equally bad. It does feel like it's actually worse now, though. Just just in a structural sense that now they outsource all of their impressions to celebrities who are iffy to okay at them rather than letting people in the cast do them, right? Hmm. So like Jason I, Sudeikis' yeah. is Joe Biden versus a Jim Carrey Joe Biden. Sudeikis is, I think, a million times better at that stuff. Like imagine if they had outsourced George W. Bush to a celebrity instead of Will Ferrell, we wouldn't have Will Ferrell, probably. Or at least not mm. in the same way. Wouldn't have had Blades of Glory. We wouldn't have had Eurovision. Well, yeah, and first of all, Will Ferrell making fun of Prez Bush is inappropriate. Yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> I am glad. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, I want to represent yeah. so, that point so of view, too. So let me just say that. that name, he, should have never, he should have never made fun of Prez Bush. No one should have made impressions of him. Sec- secondly, yeah, no, I think I think that is weird. But that I feel like that's just how it is. They're like, get the big guns the in there. The celebritification you know of everything And is, I'll say, though, true. I don't know about... I haven't really been watching this season, but... I, I love Jim Carrey, and so whatever he's mm-hmm. gonna do, I'm obsessed with. And Kevin, I see your face, and I will fight you to the end on this one. Jim Carrey, Kevin did I a stand thumbs down Jim on Carrey. Jim Carrey. I stand on, on Jim, Jim Carrey's Joe Biden. But, yes. Well, okay, that's Objectively. fine. But like, I don't know. I'm someone. I get it because it's like, it's like Jim Carrey. I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I just you don't need him. to. I love you don't need to retract it all. Yeah. Keep that full-throated endorsement. No, no, no. Back I'm down. doing a recreate. I'm recreating Liar Liar. I have a friend writing a version of Liar Liar for me to start. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. And that's uh, you heard it love. your first folk. Be a dream. No, yeah. Empowerment is, is when we take ma- male-led comedy properties and then say, but what if a lady did it? And that's feminism. Lady did yeah. <laughs> that's progress. We know that yeah. that is progress. We just yeah. elected a girl boss to the Supreme Court. 
freaking oh my gosh the notorious acb love seeing women <laughs> she is in power <laughs> i i only know i i've been deep in the tiktok world Ooh. which i feel like i've gotten a lot of like political information like deep cuts political stuff there was an interview of her talking about the first amendment and they were like what are the five freedoms of the first amendment and she didn't even know oh them. yeah that was from the testimony she she struggled oh with, oh oh that's like fifth one, okay yeah, that's, with the okay. hearing i can't believe i was just like huh? she didn't study enough she didn't cram she didn't cram the night before like i would have yeah the c doesn't stand for amy crammy barrett unfortunately <laughs> um speaking of tiktok i meant to bring this up before but kevin has finally made his oh debut you're on tiktok can yes. i tell you why can i tell you literally why of course well because i made that that uh that video that uh, that is now my first i think is it was first on instagram it was first on instagram and then someone slid in and said i love how you just posted tiktok here and i'm like is this a TikTok? And they were like, yeah, it's a TikTok. I was like, okay. And I posted on TikTok. <laughs> That's all it took? Yeah. A, a neutral third party that I didn't feel oh had God. kind of other motivations underlying it. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on there You think now. I'm too pro TikTok as a business to trust? <laughs> yeah, I don't even think you like advice. the content. I think you just like their business practices and their data <laughs> sales Wait. to China. Caroline, you're on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alyssa, I didn't even know you were really on TikTok either. I, well, I've been on. Are so you I've posted? Been on, I was on like in March. I Alyssa, Alyssa's stuff. huge on TikTok. She got 25K. <laughs> Literally what? though, like I blew up one night because I was like having, I had like manic energy and I couldn't sleep because like someone wasn't texting me back and I was like okay. so Oh honey, was bummed. it me? Oh my God. No, no, you no. But then, then I was like. I'm wow. gonna post I went down a rabbit hole and I watched every Claudia Conway video and then oh, I posted yeah, on Twitter good. like I was like I think I'm gonna do a character that's like Peggy Pence, Mike Pence's daughter. And oh, then yes. my friend Darren Hayes, who's the singer of Savage Garden, <laughs> like just kind of was up at that hour and he was like, You need to do this right now, Alyssa. And so I like did it and then when I woke up it like kind of had like twenty thousand views and I was Alyssa. like, Oh my gosh. Like I was like, This, this is, is I cracked it. Like You did. I, I had been posting stuff on there for months and none of my videos like and these are like w like thought out scripted things that I spent hours crafting. Yeah. <laughs> and then it took me two seconds to do that Peggy Pence thing and it's now it's always how it goes, isn't it? Oh, it's so weird. It's but anyways, it's it's really there's wow, a lot of people. Congrats. I'm really impressed. I, I feel like I need to go put my my clown nose on for not knowing that you were so huge on TikTok. It's it's not anything like that you need to know about. Her People genuinely think I'm Mike Pence's daughter. And and, <laughs> <laughs> and that's really sad. <laughs> we have two friends as well that are sort of van fluencers that are also incredibly huge on yes. TikTok. I think they got over a mil. Oh uh, yeah. On, they're on they're big. They're big time. That's I'm trying and James. to get sponsored for what? Ads. What's the what's the product oh, you want to show? Yes, I've always wanted Lacroix to sponsor me, <laughs> oh, but they probably won't. They don't really sponsor anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love anything. Maybe. I love shit. <laughs> Can I ask what you guys did for 2016 for election night? Like how you spent it? Oh. I, we were not together, Caroline. Which was we would. Oh, that's right. You were. Oh, that's right. Wait a minute. No, I wasn't married. No, you weren't point. married yet. I was probably just literally like preparing and moving out of my apartment. Caroline made a rude gesture that I would imply some sort of, yes. Oh yeah, you some were probably Some kind of hanky panky. Yes. I got no. I got too drunk to drive home and so I had to get Where'd overnight parking. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Where? That was fun. I think I was actually, I was nannying mm. that night. And okay. I remember like me and the little girl that I nannied, like I, I we were just like, yeah, Hillary. <laughs> and then we were like, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> and it was like, I was like, you got to go to bed, honey. <laughs> Time for bed. And then I felt like I just like sat and like stared this. at the TV. Yeah. Like as she was like sleeping in the room, I just like waited for her parents to come home and I was just like in shock. And you looked and down like, and said, as, if only as a consolation prize for this devastating loss, there was some sort of musical piece that could lift us and and make us feel fully empowered and emboldened to be who we are just to be able to say this is me she had to wait four more years to hear Uh, (laughs) a couple more years but yes the greatest showman and then yeah we listened to the greatest showman soundtrack my my most embarrassing one i think i've no memory of 2012 2008 i did have a little party at my college apartment, the apartment I lived in in college where we baked 50 sugar cookies and then we had red frosting and we had blue frosting and we put little state names in them and whichever one went which way, that's what we would frost it. Were you for Obama in 08? Damn. No. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sad. I'm so sad, Gay. Hey, that there's is, no shit. It is truly a regret of my life that I never voted for him. I didn't there's vote no for shame. Romney. I did vote for McCain. And it feels uh, very vulnerable and embarrassing to 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 mention that. But of I course, I regret it. I don't think you should be embarrassed. Okay. I think it's like literally we were just doing what we thought was like we literally thought we were voting for the candidate that like that like and God would be like good job. Like you know what I mean? Like we were so <laughs> yeah. brainwashed. We were so brain. Yeah. Like you can't. I, well, you I know, know when you, people you, are mad or mean to you for that. Like it's like you don't understand. Like you don't get it. Totally. It's but- like. Even even in 2008, though, I remember for my, myself, just to be fair to myself, I do remember that. I was like, oh, this is a close call. Like, it it was like, I don't know. Uh, like, you weren't like, a McCain till I die. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, yeah. I, I hated Sarah Palin. I don't Palin. think I was old enough. You were, I wasn't old enough. No, I don't think vote. you. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, I was, I was like still basically a teenager. Yeah, and in college, I was still like. I was just 18, so I was just able to vote. Yeah, uh, everyone in my college, though, or wherever, yeah, they, like people were sobbing. Because yeah, because they were mad or like sad and oh, scared. Oh, I had people sobbing because on inauguration day because they were so moved by it. I don't remember people oh. sobbing because <laughs> no, people were so scared in my college because they were like, they thought that he was like a socialist, and they were like, "Our democracy is yes. over." Like and I, was, I remember, yeah, I remember being a little bit like, "That's a little dramatic," you know. I was like, mm-hmm. I, "Let's see this birth certificate." Though. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, 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 he's not a socialist, but uh, yeah, let's check uh, the receipts on the hospital. But, like, <laughs> but I do have some other questions, concerns. <laughs> <laughs> so and shamefully, shamefully, also, I guess this is just me confessing stuff. I didn't vote in 2012. I did not vote in 2012. What was 2012? That was that was Romney uh, Obama. Second term. Obama. Yeah. That's right. And that was just, I, politics could not be less relevant to my day to day life from like 2009 yeah. to 2015. It Were just, you in LA in 2012? Yeah. 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 I was here. And, but, but even being in LA, I guess most of my friends, even at that time, were moderate. They were not, mm-hmm. or centrist. They weren't lefties. They weren't progressive. So I yeah. think that probably influenced my lack of engagement too is just not totally yeah not having a lot of people around me like that yeah 
So I think there's been a huge, like, I mean, the, the one kind of, I mean, not that there's any, you don't have to find the silver lining, but the one kind of like good thing that Trump being in office did was like make people really like it, it ignited this newfound like oh my gosh we have to care about this like we have to like you yeah. know what I mean like people it really were put just a, like so sleepy or yeah just, or especially white people too were just like hey you know like things yeah. don't work themselves out you yeah know? yeah and it, and it turned so many people like I know so many people that were like yeah I used to be Christian really evangelical and then when Trump got elected I kind of had a deconstruction that's one of the greatest <laughs> like, hits on our crumbled. show yeah that's one yeah. of the greatest it still hits. is like yeah. I, get, I don't know. I was so far from my experience that I still find that surprising, you know, that like Trump would be the thing that would make you reevaluate evangelical Christianity, not just like young adulthood Everything. away from the church yeah. in general, just you know, being alive, <laughs> you mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, whatever it takes, it's fine. Well, maybe for people, they were having those. I, I think for me, I was like having a lot of questions leading up to that. Yeah. I was like questioning so many things about like where the church stood on like just yeah everything like gay rights and everything and then and then i think like whenever that happened i was like oh hold on a second hold on a yeah, second yeah i get that too oh, when i get wait. that feeling too of like oh but you know it's just good people like it's all good people in the church or yeah whatever. Like, but it was and oh, then it was no. kind of like oh being good didn't save us you know from that that yeah. kind of analogical wave so but you know what we're not pod save america we're god save america <laughs> but uh i hope this will be a, a nice comforting fun show for people to watch after a really stressful horrible or maybe slightly joyful i don't even know because my my <laughs> stress is just not it's just the elongation of it of like 20 yeah. two, year 2000 part two it's not even like it's four exhausting. more years of this boy which obviously i don't want but it's just like it's just gonna be so ugly for the rest of the year and just so awful so i don't know but i hope people can still find comfort in a little podcast called gcf you know fun is important Let's get let's get down to it. I'm okay. diving in. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that graceful note. Well, Alyssa, yeah. <laughs> genuine laugh. Thank you. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Okay, uh, we watched. Let's Pure- go, whores. Hey, come on, whores. No, I can't say that. Let's go, whores. 
Um, we watched Pure. This is a, it's an episode of an anthology show, but it's really just a movie, uh, from a series called Into the Dark, which is this Hulu streaming show. What's Alyssa thinking about right now? I'm just like, I can't even, I can't even, this movie was so, I just can't. It's fun fun to think about. When did you watch it? Trembling. So I watched like my friend, like, I have like a, like a couple friends in my COVID circle and he was like, oh, this, this. So it's big enough to our- be a whole circle. That's interesting. So that sounds like, well, there's like four people. There's like Kim Kardashian. You, okay. How was your <laughs> island? Was it 700 fun? Of my, <laughs> 700 of my closest friends and I watched pure. <laughs> no, but he like, there was this girl in our acting studio and he was like, oh, she posted like, she had a small part in this like random anthology, whatever series. And so, we had watched like her ep- like episode or whatever, and then I was like lo- kind of looking through. This was like a couple weeks ago. I was oh like gosh. looking through, and I was like, "What else is this crap? Like this is kind of cool but weird, you know." And then I saw like Pure, and I kind of looked at it, and I was like, "This is right up my alley." So I like made my friend watch it with me, and he has no idea like about purity culture, and he was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you recommend people watch this? Do you Honestly, think, do you think I don't know if I would. Do you think there it's worth like, a watch? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm coming in hot. What, what do you I, guys think? Yeah, I think I would. I thought if you're like kind of feeling salty about uh, purity culture, I actually I felt like it wasn't super um, like depressing and no, it wasn't triggering. Like mm-hmm. I felt like it was kind of fun and vindictive and they got enough right that it didn't feel like, oh, well, this is so so far, of course, from, like, my experience that this is, like, a parody. You know, like, this has no... It, it like, yeah, I don't they know. They did get a lot right. there. I think, like, yeah. my only thing is there were moments where I was, like... I was a little bit triggered, actually. Yeah. Like, mm. a little bit, actually. So that's why I'm, like, I don't know if I would, like, encourage girls that's fair or, yeah, yeah there was like some moments actually that were kind of like hard to watch and that's why i was like this is a horror yeah, but it was also yeah, yeah, like yeah. there was something kind of like cheesy and like weird about it but yeah i i, I was i was triggered actually horror is oh, such okay. a dependable genre for this earth like like this is a very ostensibly cheaply made movie but it still is effective it still works i i do want to just give a little synopsis just for Clarity, this is Pure, which you can find streaming on Netflix if you want to watch it. In this female coming-of-age horror story, several teen girls perform a secret ritual at a purity retreat. And then when one of them begins to see a supernatural entity, the terrifying question emerges. What is more dangerous, the demon they've unleashed or the pressure to conform to their father's expectations? (laughs) So this is based on the for real, in real life, in evangelical culture, Ritual of Purity Balls. This is a <laughs> an event where fathers and daughters have a little dance. They sign a contract of purity, pledging <laughs> to be essentially their father's girlfriend until the day that they're married <laughs> <laughs> and that their dad is their boyfriend. They sign a contract yeah, saying like they- it's it's the purity ring like virginity pledge, but some churches add the the extra accessory of making sure that daddy is also attached and like is kind of the guardian protector. System. Did you anyway. I so like I never like went to a purity ball but I remember like literally one of the first sketches I ever wrote like 7 years ago was about this woman trying to get like it was like come on she was just like a Minnesota lady and she was, and cuz I read about like purity balls I thought it was the funniest thing in the world and I like 
all of that like text that you just said you know i was like come to the purity ball your dad's your day oh your dad's your day and it was just like but it was i remember when i first like read that that was a thing it like it like terrified me yeah. like i yeah. don't know i did other it's really it's stuff, rather dark but yeah I, I, I did just do like a little bit of um deep dive on youtube for it and just like the in real life <laughs> phenomena of it do yeah. i have a stressful amount of tabs open by the way <laughs> always oh, wow. does it look your like your desktop that? always really oh yeah God. and you have like every single application open <laughs> yeah i know that's why the fan noise is on okay so this is a piece <laughs> this is a piece from abc news purity balls colon lifting the veil on the special ceremony so this is a oh. real news piece uh and they interview a pastor, pastor, what's his name? They show it in the Chiron, Ron Johnson, senior pastor at Living Stones Church. So here's Living just Stones. here's just a little uh, uh, a little excerpt with him. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you talk about yourself as your daughter's boyfriend. That's going to have a lot of people make an awful lot of people uncomfortable. It's way too Freudian. How do you see this? This is what I find absolutely humorous in our culture today where something as pure as a daddy going out with his daughter on a date is twisted to make it seem like, as you mentioned, Freudian. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about Freud at all. I was thinking about having a great time with my daughter. You know, I, I encouraged my daughters to come sit on my lap. We snuggle, we sit by the fireplace. There's <laughs> absolutely the nothing sexual in that, oh. in that whole experience. Why but did he need to say that right psychiatrists, then? What they say is the whole point of adolescence is for children to separate from their <laughs> to parents. To be a fucking weirdo. To <laughs> seek your own Ew. kind of path. What do you make of that? And I hear all that, but I think Jesus was better than Freud. I, I like his counsel okay. better. <laughs> yeah, you know. Listen to this part. Oh my God. Girls, sit on your daddy's lap. The eldest Wilson sister, Lauren, kept her own vow of purity until she married Aaron, now the <laughs> youth pastor at their church. Now, had you had a girlfriend before? I had had a girlfriend before. May I ask, had you had intercourse? Um, at, at one point, I was ah! compromised. What? And I did lose my virginity, and that was something that really shook who I was I as was a person. compromised. I lost sight of things. One, two... Oh Three. my gosh! Because go. he didn't date this his become dad. become part of my testimony. I've helped <laughs> several young people go through this. My story is: Hey, if you've done this. Dated there's restoration, other. and there's a way to. <laughs> he would have dated his mom. Haven't done this. Hey, here's my story. <laughs> Alyssa, all we that. all would have dated our mommies. Come on, okay. if we could. <laughs> he would have dated <laughs> his mommy. He this this regressive. Mommy, son, shamey culture is what has <laughs> held back men from embracing their true selves for oh decades and generations. God. I'm sick of it. That is where the toxic is coming from. That's it's so funny because when you when you were telling the description, I was like, oh, let's soften it. You know, they're not saying like be your dad's boyfriend usually. And no, then really every are. time I say something that like I'm completely proven wrong by some like true psycho out there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You think that it's like. That's the thing, because I'm sure that people, when they're watching this this movie or whatever, they're like, "This is ridiculous. This it's is like insane." Way extreme, but it's yeah. not. Yeah, that's the kind thing. Like you, not. literally, that's like what it is. You're like, "I'm your boyfriend until you're 30 when you <laughs> marry." Like I want to be like, "Oh, they don't actually put any girls in cages, though." You know, and then they I'm probably like, do. You know, I'm not gonna rule it out. Yeah, yeah. Let's not. Let's not get like the trunch here. bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the <seriously>. chokey. <laughs> So, I mean, that was actually kind of something I thought while watching the movie is, oh, you could 
take out fully the supernatural element of it and it would be as much of a nightmare it might be more of a nightmare actually if you made it more grounded and more real if you took out scary demon yeah. lady with the jump scares totally. then but she was but even she was like a hero she was yeah. like the hero right it turns out she was the one that was like saving them <laughs> yeah and it got a little midsummer at the end right with the flower it was crowns kind of, yeah, on yeah that was cute mm-hmm. was yeah. that did you look up what was that lady what was her name Lilith. Demon. Lilith. Lilith. Is that yeah. real? Yes. Yeah, real. but it's from the book of Frasier. What is, what? Frasier? Like the sitcom? <laughs> yeah. His ex-wife's okay. name is Lilith. Come on. Lilith. 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 Was that, so that's like a real thing? Lilith? Like a, She's some from Bible? Jewish mythology. Okay. That's, uh, that's cool. She's not in the it. Christian Bible so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let let's set up let's set up the uh, uh, the mythology as it's presented in the movie. Yeah. By Scott Porter putting in a terrific performance, I think. Oh, I thought that pastor Seth. was really good. Oh yeah. my gosh, I was like, this man studied pastors like the cadence the way he talked he, yeah he did exactly good like it like it was perfect and he didn't do like a caricature of it my like, brother mm. scott he he played qb1 <laughs> on friday night light so people would most mostly know him from that i think and then he was on heart of dixie too for a couple my years brother scott. <laughs> and <laughs> and he plays pastor seth and they really did i mean usually yeah when you see these movies it's like a little bit out of step or there's something a little bit wrong. And I think some of the aesthetics and the like aesthetics, too Southern. Yeah. Or it's like, all right, the Lord Jesus. But he got, yeah. he got preachers and sneaker core pretty right. Like it was exactly. a heightened version. It was a flavor of it, but he, I thought I did a pretty good heightened. job of, yeah, basically like not only the cadence, but also the fact that he himself is a very charismatic man and he's a very good looking guy. And it did, it does get at that stuff where it's like all these like super regressive messages and, and sermons that these conventionally handsome men do. There's a reason why people listen and there's a reason why people get so bewitched by them. And I thought his yeah. embodying of that charisma, he himself has a daughter. Wait, I, I want to, you know, what? I, I want to play I, a clip of it just so also wait, you were going to say the mythology. Too, yeah, I'm going to play the, the clip where movie. he says okay. the mythology of uh, oh, he of did. He did Lilith. remind me of this one pastor that I used to that like used to preach and he, I thought he was so hot. And I remember just being like, OK, this guy's hot. I'll do whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> like, yeah. That was a lot of us at uh, RLA. No, yeah, now I'm thinking years. back. I'm like, did I really believe? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, we all we all believed in worship. Believe or bone, Hot, you know, believe. they get mixed up. <laughs> okay, here, here he is talking about Lily. relationships in a young girl's life. Her relationship with her heavenly father, amen. <laughs> and her relationship with her earthly father, amen. Also, for the listener at home, he has a gun holster on his belt oh, yeah. the whole yeah, time. Always packing <laughs> a gun. gun. Yeah. Amen. My own daughter, Lacey. This is her 10th ball. This is her 10th pledge of purity. Woo! Thank you, Lord. You fathers know what I'm talking about out there. Like that. Oh, yeah. Like like a little bit funny. A decade ago. Well, okay, I'm going to skip forward to him. Thank you. Overconfident. (laughs) When God bent down and made Adam out of the dust of this earth, he also made a woman. Enlarge. Enlarge. It was Lilith. <laughs> now Lilith was independent. She was strong-willed, but she was lustful. Lilith 
was caught fornicating with a member of the heavenly host. That's all. You might say she was kissed by an angel. Yes, she was. But when Lord our God and Father found out, his punishment was swift and it was severe. You see, because our Lord God above sent Lilith straight to hell. <laughs> to hell. Then my father set out to create another woman for Adam. But this time, he did so by using a rib from Adam's own body. Yes, he did. He said she was a better woman. And yes, she was better. But she was also fragile. She needed guidance. Our Lord God tells us that without a strong man to offer guidance, our daughters may end up just like Lilith. <laughs> it is funny to keep oh, thinking about Lilith yeah. from Frasier. It's like, great, Lilith rocks. Lilith. I want my daughter to be this. like Lilith. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's that's basically like, did you know there was an Eve before Eve and she went to the bone zone with an angel? Now she's in hell, so that's kind mm-hmm. of... And the, and the thing too is like she she was made from clay like Adam, so she was equal yeah. instead of being made from his rib and that was her downfall. Like even like re-watching that and hearing him tell that story... Anybody that didn't grow up like with religion would just be like, what the fuck? Like, what? This is insane. Mm -hmm. But like, I will say even even when I watch that, even though I know it's like crazy what he's saying, there's still a part of me that like feels like bad. I'm like, oh, man, he's right. Like, yeah, this weird. Yeah, it's like weird. And I don't I don't know if I'll ever fully get rid of that. Really? That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so weird because it's like, I know that I should be watching that and be like, ha ah, ha ha, this is so crazy. That guy's wrong. But there's like always a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, like he's right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, that's the stuff that I'm saying is like triggering because I, you know, you watch that and you think you're like over it and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And you understand like how weird and stuff that is but then even whenever he says stuff about like women don't really fully know like um they're weak and fragile they need a man to guide them like that stuff is still like ingrained in me somewhere where i'm like i really do need a man to tell me how to be because i'm i'm (laughs) emotionally a little more psycho i get a period (laughs) you've said to me Alyssa, like you've we've talked about dating relationship stuff where sometimes you feel like you end up being a little more uh is the word submissive? submissive. Yeah. Yeah, is it- because it I'm telling you, that I mean, thank God I have therapy because I don't yeah, I don't know where I would be without like being able to kind of like sort through this stuff and it, and then it hits me that like, oh, that stuff is like really deep in there. Yeah, well, it's it was like, years of it, you know? Like it, it takes years to undo stuff like yeah. that that's in there. Yeah. And that yeah, even if you logically like disagree. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's, it is also just hearing a man like that who does seem like persuasive and he's like uber confident. Mm-hmm. There's no gray area. He's like weirdly funny maybe. And you feel like he has your yeah. best interest at heart mm-hmm. at the end of the like, day, okay. like all yeah. that stuff, even though, and then at the same time you're like, Oh, this is so gross. <laughs> yeah. Then you kind yeah. of like snap out of it. Or that's why it was good for me to watch it with my friend who was like, what? in the heck you know what i mean because i was yeah. like oh yeah Just yeah this is crazy oh yeah yeah it does so, um I, it, that doesn't feel like that triggers you caroline in the same way probably no but i i understand what mm-hmm. you're saying i don't know i think we also maybe had like different differing experiences like the the purity culture i got was like Maybe a lot of the same messages, but it wasn't as strong and it wasn't as like immersive 
as I think a lot of people. And also that's the, the other thing too, that I'm learning just even with my, I don't know, my pursuit of like psychology and different things is like, we all kind of engage with information differently and for me, I've and I'm not saying you don't have like the same kind of anxiety as me, but I've always been, I've, even when I was a little girl, like eight years old, I, I've had really, really high anxiety. And so kind of hearing a message that's like telling me certain things, you know, because I have, I have memories of even being, I remember when I was like 12, like I hugged this guy or this guy hugged me. I was doing like the Relay for Life. So I remember it was like late. It was like 3 a.m., and Relay for Life, you have to like keep walking for to raise money for cancer. Uh-huh. So I just remember it was like kind of a guy I didn't really know. He was a little bit older than me. I remember he was like 15. I remember thinking like, whoa, I was 13. And I remember he like liked me. He kind of had a crush on me. And I was just like shook by that because no guy really ever liked me. And he gave me this like really long, intense hug. And it made me feel a certain way. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like I felt horny, <laughs> which like I hadn't really felt horny like that much because I just was like suppressing it and I'm not even joking you this is like so vulnerable to share this but literally as a 13 year old I thought that I was pregnant like 100% I made myself believe that I was pregnant and for the next literally I marked off nine months and I I assumed by month nine a baby would be coming out of my belly like I just was so so scared like that I did something wrong I remember like kind of like late at night I would be like <gasps> like sucking my stomach in and, and to make sure that I like wasn't pregnant like that's how yeah. deep it, and like wow. and I'm not saying that happens to everybody that grows up in that culture but for someone like me who is like predisposed to like really bad anxiety and fear and shame something like that can just you know what I mean but I remember totally. like I feel like I lost nine months of my life just being so worried and living in shame that I got pregnant from hugging a guy. It's so, yeah. It's insane. And I, and like, you know, like, that story, the, yeah. <laughs> like, the people that taught you that, their intention was like, they probably just didn't want you to ever get pregnant, you know, like at too yeah. young or something, like ultimately. But, it, but it's like, you gotta and it's just be like, careful. you also gave me great, weird anxiety. Yeah. It was like yeah. misplaced fears and like miseducation yeah. about everything. Yeah. Well, and the same thing uh, with that story is true to of what I find with this whole setting of the purity ball and this insane bizarre take two steps back and it looks so psycho setting of the movie which is that it is it is on one angle a horror movie and from another angle a comedy and in this it's a horror yeah. movie but it is very funny and I, that's the thing too now I can like laugh and like think about that kind of stuff and laugh and that's why i'm like i'm like yeah we have to laugh at this because that's like how i think we're gonna like heal from it yeah so like, you're kind of like the character lacy in this one where she yes. was saving her first kiss for, kiss for marriage, marriage. Yeah. that lacy is uh pastor seth's daughter and she's like yes her, i related to and her. her her performance in this is really good very yeah. grounded yes <laughs> yeah. like just uh-huh. very uh uh captivating and and docile in these compelling ways and uh, mm-hmm. yeah and, and and it is devastating and heartbreaking what happens to her in the movie i mean it is insane what how it ends with her in the movie yeah um sad. yeah but, but everything I I, oh go ahead finish your thought oh i was just saying like everything leading up to that and just the 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 um mental state that some people grew up in of like i don't mm-hmm. know should i save a kiss for 
marriage, not even sex, not even premarital stuff. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, the, the the ABC News clip <laughs> I played started with um, this statistic at the top of it. I'll play it real quick because I found it to be shocking. An estimated 95% of Americans will have sex before marriage. <laughs> Excuse me? 95%. A nation Wait, of Wait, doesn't that so seem sluts? high? Normal. <laughs> Are we insane that that, that seems high? Normal. That seems high to me. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> is it high? Is, I, I don't think that's high. I think that's actually like really normal. I can't figure out if I should be. No, we were. We were I we think were that's normal. <laughs> Because that's the thing I will even say, like, anytime I've been trying to talk to people about, And by the way, I am a proud member of the 5%. 5%ers rise up. We're going to take you down. You need to redistribute that. All of the scripts that I try to, like, sell, I always, like, one of my characters is always, like, a 25-year-old virgin, a 26-year-old. And people that read it, they're like, Alyssa, everything is funny, but, like, that's impossible. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, no, it's not. Like, but they're like, it's just, there's no, and like, that's the thing, like for normal people, they can't even fathom it. Like, it's just so, they're like, what? Well, they just and didn't I'm have like, the practice. Yeah. I'm like, you just, <laughs> you didn't you have just a purity ball. Your dad wasn't your boyfriend. Put it down. You have a lot of shame. Um, I was going to say, I thought another thing that they really nailed on the head and w- what also made the ending very satisfying was how they presented that like women and men have this totally different sexual ethic and rules, you know, applied to them. And it's literally laid out in, in the main character who is Shay and Shay has a new sister, Joe, and everyone can tell that they're like newly related or maybe not originally related or whatever. And it turns out that Shay's and Joe's dad had an affair and that's how Shay was born. And it was she was born while his wife was pregnant with Joe. Yeah, so she's and a that's just of his like sexual a non-issue yeah. basically. And he's bringing these two yeah. girls to this purity retreat weekend, and like really laying it thick on them about not, like not having sex or whatever. And it's never under question, you know, like, well, what about you having what sleeping you with do? my yeah. mom? Well, we saw it in the ABC yeah. News clip too. That young man saying, "I was." Compromise. I was, it was something oh, no. like it happened to, to him. Yes, yeah. yes. There was no agency. So interesting. And also, and then that same like thing that we were told, which is just like men just can't control themselves the way that women can, and like it's really up to women at the end of the day to like safeguard men and their virtue and not to make them stumble. But if they do, like it's understandable because their sex drive is so much bigger than ours. So we I, will never understand their burden. You know. <laughs> I remember like yeah that I always that was always like in my head and then I went to this like one Christian camp and I remember like the like mom and dad of the they were like in charge and then they had like a son and their daughter-in-law and I remember like when they shared their testimony like the son was like I stayed a virgin and my wife didn't and like she was just like there just like oh man so much shame and I remember they like loved like telling that story and she would just be like standing there just with like tears and he was like Luckily, I was strong enough to be able to forgive her. Like, that even was, like, an insane... Ugh. Like, I remember just being like, what's going on? Like, and then I remember being like, 
I don't know. I just remember thinking, because she kind of like was the daughter-in-law, you know, and I remember kind of thinking like, she seems really cool. (laughs) Well, also uh, like if you're a, most normal girls are like I'm extremely horny so I can only imagine what's yeah. going with these boys you know that must be really hard <laughs> yeah but it was weird yeah I remember that was I like think such it made an me really afraid of narrative. men for a long time afraid of anyway. men uh, wait is that dad. <laughs> wait is that why you and I are friends because I was the least sexually threatening <laughs> person in the world for you to be friends no I grew out of it uh, but yeah, you're not scary. But I, yeah, but I think there was a long time where I just felt like every man was predatory because every man had like this urge that couldn't be controlled. And it was kind of on you to like yeah. earn respect or something from them, you know, yeah. by, like withholding. I, I guess it's like it would be like living in a city of werewolves and not knowing when a full moon is going to happen. It's right? exactly like that. Yeah. Wow, so poetic. I still feel that's- that way on, on many levels. And I think also is uh, that's beyond christian culture too of just like being afraid of men and their like sexual stuff but like but yeah but that was drilled down too so hard of just like they have no control only you do kind of now i'm just thinking of like writing a movie about like werewolf sex (laughs) teens hey listen Uh, time, uh, precedent has shown that people will enjoy that and will watch (laughs) i know absolutely would watch no that Um, yeah that is so true i remember like yeah. Well, and, oh, sorry. I One more thought you. I was going to say in this movie, there are these boys that are like flirting with kind of this group of girls in their cabin. Mm-hmm. There's Gabe, there's some other dude. They look yes. like yeah. various TikTok hype house <laughs> stars, <laughs> but they, they like kind of are really sweet and they're like loving and they're affectionate or whatever. And you find out later that they were literally like honeypots to try to like catch these girls and get them to have sex with them like real sex not not fake sex and but they were doing the right thing like they're like soldiers for the cause but the girls <laughs> are the ones that get punished for it or yeah whatever. that's one of the twists is like turns out that we was were insane working yeah. for the pastor the whole time that but yeah. that but like you said that clip in abc like that's literally that same ethic of like he was compromised but she was a slut you know <laughs> whatever, <laughs> yeah. to have sex yeah. And and you're right to Lilith. point out that a lot of Lilith, come on now, Lilith. a lot a lot of this issue finds its apotheosis or a nakedness in the light of Christianity, but it is prevalent in every crack and crevice of culture too, totally, like like totally. a hatred, yeah. and a misog- like in the sexual devaluing in the, the the heteronormative different standards and power structures. It's ju- it just happens to be particularly egregiously bear in yeah in this that's a scenario, good way to put it yeah you know <laughs> yeah but it's not like this is a unique thing that no yeah, one like, in the you guys might not right. be able to relate to this but women in, are sometimes thought of as promiscuous not the case <laughs> did you guys uh were you spooked by this movie was it scary in parts the thing that it relied on no. a lot was like the lilith grin of like mm, from that, <laughs> that truth lilith or grin movie. was kind of scary yeah. yeah but that was kind of it yeah, li- honestly, Lilith's image didn't scare me. It kind of made me laugh. It was just weird. I, <laughs> I thought it was like funny. Was, like, Alyssa, like- I kind of see you as a as a Lilith type. That's always how I'm I a Lilith. I I'd say I am Lilith. <laughs> that should have been our picture, like- Caroline, for the episode. That's going. Oh yeah, I love to creep up behind my friends when they're horny and just kind of smile. <laughs> linger Honestly, around ponds yeah, that's I me of, i want to be like a, a sex tea. posse 
Lilith. I guess that's what I was last summer. Six months. <laughs> Where it's like I creep up behind them and I say like, "Keep going. No, oh, to the left. Like, You're doing nice. great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know if you need anything. I got Trojans. I got freaking Magnum. Is that consensual? I got cool. KY. Whatever you need. I have a, an KY. emergency kit. Yeah. Lilith. Um, that could be. That could be. That could be something like a first responder, but for sex emergencies, and not mm. bad criminal sex emergencies, but nice sex emergencies. <laughs> like funny think, sex emergencies. Yeah. Funny sex emergencies. When your yeah. sex think, wings breaks or whatever. <laughs> I think the other thing that was like maybe triggering too about this movie was like the location. Just because all, all the places I've been radicalized have been in the woods. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like woods all the are camps, the center for radicalization. All the, some, the Jesus camps that, you know, really shook me to my core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The kind of just like very woodsy. And then it's like, you know, uh, even like the little, the, the stuff that was like triggering was like the little moments of like, why weren't why weren't you at breakout group? Like you know totally. what I mean? I was like, oh, breakout yes. small group, like I, all that breakout. stuff. They say small group. I like they get a lot of specifics pretty good. They really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Weirdly, this movie and we haven't we haven't done it on the show. It made me want to rewatch Miseducation of Cameron Post, that Chloe Grace Moritz movie from a couple years oh, ago, yeah. where she gets sent to. I never saw that. Basically, a conversion camp. That and Boy Erased came out the same year. That was the one with Lucas Hedges and Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe. And it was like a lot of the same themes. But That sounds like that movie with Natasha Leone. But I'm a Cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I it's love a lot that like movie. that from like 2000, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was like ahead of its time. Cameron Post is so good though. So we should we should definitely do that. That movie broke my heart actually. Yeah, we should watch it. We should watch it. It's really Ugh. good. It's so sad. Yeah. It was... Yeah. um. Oh, the other part. I just, I thought it was well cast. It's just funny how durable horror is for this stuff. But I do wish that it was explored more instead of just like demon spooky stuff that you got more into like, okay, why is Reverend Seth, Pastor Seth, the way he is and get into his whole thing rather than just like, and now he's just gushing black goo out of his oh, eyes or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I it, thought that was a little it's lame. It's scarier to, to engage with mm. that stuff more. Maybe it was like symbolism. For what? Like Can he, you break he, that down? Oh, yeah. I'm a film critic. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, because I'm an actor, you guys aren't. Uh, so there's I a piece on sin with the goo. That was so, a very yeah. There's in, like, ninth grade that English guy class. Had kind of like a black heart, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and so people that are black, telling. He's pretty, he's pretty dark. You know, he's a dark soul. And, and I know that he seems like he's not but so they the really black, did highlight goo. his gun like <laughs> yeah. all the time and you thought a lot more was gonna happen i mean something does happen unfortunately but it it wasn't i don't, I don't know, know. They made I it, like it was gonna be happen. a shootout yeah i don't like it either yeah, yeah it felt I, like really unfair the ending was weird yeah i was like what? because like i understand that horror can have a certain amount but that didn't feel like horror that just felt like a really really tragic ending to like a dramatic storyline that was like throughout the movie yeah you know? i was like this is the this is like, the this ending is too for this serious yeah. yeah also the cage was like the cage was i was just kind of thinking of like miley cyrus i can't be tamed can i play you another purity ball clip i found on youtube that might be yeah a little okay. bit horrific <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> The young bride presented her father with a, quote, certificate of purity at her wedding. The story has been shared by so many people online. The couple's getting a lot of criticism, a lot of support as well. And Nightline anchor Juju Chang takes a look at the debate. That high five. 
We've all heard of purity balls, where young girls promise their dads they'll remain virgin. No, we haven't. Oh, they do? <laughs> Ballet performance. No, we haven't. Take it one step further. I do have a special presentation. Surprising her father, a pastor with a framed certificate of purity in front of 600 wedding guests and her groom. I really want to just prove to him at another level that, Dad, your word is good and my word is good, and we did it. For her to be able to accomplish something, especially in a society where it is so sexually driven, it was an exciting moment. The document signed by Breland and her doctor verifying uh -huh. her virginity. And her doctor! Her doctor? Honored God and my earthly father in my body by maintaining my purity. Even though it was something that was presented to her, it was still her choice. Her wedding posts going viral online with thousands commenting, some negative. One writing, why on earth is she presenting such a certificate to her father? <laughs> Another, how sexist is it that we're giving women away to their husbands as some sort of prize? Where is his certificate? Her husband, 28-year-old Tim Bowman, also a virgin until marriage, says the negativity didn't <laughs> shake their faith. To see yeah, people support and people have issues with it, I think is a, it's an empowering thing. The couple who dated for three oh years gosh. admits it wasn't easy. And I've dated, <laughs> you know, people have gotten situations where I've come close to not doing what I said I was going to do, but the account... I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Couldn't be up. any more happy, Ew. more proud. Um, my wife is amazing. And one more thing. We're not virgins anymore. <laughs> for Good Morning America, All Gigi right. <laughs> Good morning, America! Man, stuff like that, Good it's morning, like, America. sex is cool, don't get me wrong, but, like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, that's so Christians, true. like, really, they really, um, I don't know, what's the word, fetishize, like, the act of sex, so hardcore, and it's of like, course. dude. We yeah. should have a conversation about the Disneylandification of sex for people who wait until oh, marriage. Well, and then My even God. like, can you believe it? Mickey's just walking around. And we're like, yeah, yeah I, I was, I, I've been here before. It's okay. Yeah, it's Even nice. the way that, they, like, that guy was like, people are going crazy about it, and that just means we're doing something right. That's, like, such a Christian thing to be like, that perfect well, thing people are like, coming after me, they're persecuting me and that means that right. they're scared. If people disagree that and means the I'm truth. Being, yeah. yeah that Ugh. means like I'm different you know yeah. like, so I'm, I'm being I used to be that way I used to be like <laughs> I know you don't understand why I'm like this <laughs> not a lot of oh. people do <laughs> Alyssa I think you and I can talk about the being in the woods and at this cabin uh, you know environment the fact that these girls had to wear white jeans the yeah, whole that's time. insane. Oh, no. Wait, I was wait. Like, What's the issue? No. What's the <laughs> issue? The dirt. The I don't get mud. It. The, the dirt. The mud. The dirt. The mud. The dirt. The mud. Maybe the if you're on your period. Just like a million. Well, one, white jeans are just hard to pull off on occasion. You know, like you have to really. Very hard. You have to mentally prepare for that situation. Extremely You got to have hard. the right underwear. And they made them wear white underwear under the white jeans. Like, so going to show through at this purity camp. Like, if that's your, Not your goal. Not good. Don't make them have to show the VPL all day, and they were wearing white the whole time, right? With the whole just time, like a few yeah, it was like the brightly dress colored cardigans and stuff. Only when they were alone, I think, were they able to like just wear whatever they wanted. Yeah, I Ugh. do love wearing white, but not because it's pure. No, no, no. We know. <laughs> no, we're not trying to imply that about you, Alyssa. We, no, we know. I, no, we okay. I like ability. wearing white. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, no, but here's the other thing I was going to say about that certificate. Yeah. yeah. I will say, like, there is a part of me that, like, kind of is just like, like, why is this getting a news story? 
Like, why is that news? I don't know. Like, it's because so it's weird. Like, it's, it incites people's rage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, human but interest. I, I think, yeah, I think it I is funny to, like... The news? <laughs> if, if, if you're in that I family... Kinda like, I kind of like that woman, though. Like, I gotta be honest. Like, I was kind of just, like... I w- those people were like the- I didn't like the husband the woman she was kind of likable I was like that's cute she's like signing it of course <laughs> you know what I mean like I don't know it is funny Terrible. to think oh about this like sweet personal gesture in a family I guess it was public because at the wedding but then to post it on 600 people on the yeah, internet the- everyone's like this is so weird you're weird what are you doing <laughs> that is kind of funny <laughs> like all the comments it'd be like yeah. hey mom I wrote a song for you and then the song got posted everyone's like you're weird like, yeah well Yikes. even that one comment that was like why on earth is she giving that to her father <laughs> like i just imagine good question <laughs> good just basic you why on know. earth like yeah <laughs> that's funny i think i think uh something that's just to reflect some of Alyssa's vulnerability too i think uh something that's hard for me i don't have any sort of like connection or uh attachment to the idea of someone I would ever be with having a certain lack of or amount of experience whatsoever. But I do think even just going off of that clip we just watched, it's hard for me sometimes to deprogram myself for thinking of a relationship with a person and then therefore that person or a woman as like a reward for a life. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's hard for me to get out of that mind space of like, Oh, this is something I like earned or I won. And it, and, and you think that a woman is a reward. I'm set. I mean, not basely, but I can go there sometimes if I'm being yeah. honest. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's like programmed in you. Mm-hmm. Because it, wow. it feels it feels like like the highest amount of validation you could get on some I, level. Yeah, I totally I know what you mean. I think I still kind of yes think of a man wanting to marry me as like this man is going to heal me and fix me and and he deserves the, to win the prize like I, you know what i mean like i i totally understand that no i like you yeah. as a woman who's like I can't, I can't wait to find a man to fix me that's cool <laughs> and that's empowering. i will try to fix that's you interesting. i literally used to listen to that song and like think about my first fiance wait which song like, he- Coldplay fix you. Oh, <laughs> fix oh you. Mm. I think that Gabby Giffords. Do you, look, Kevin, I know, I know that you don't agree with that feeling or like want it necessarily. But like, if you were no. to tease it out, it, does it feel like, like the church propaganda of like, oh, if you're a good man, life will live. Like you will get a good woman, kind of thing. Yeah. Or is it more just like you know the way we all kind of feel on some level, which is like I deserve to have a partner because I would like to have one, you know? Well, it has evolved even at it's like worst. It's evolved in kind of what it's been because, because I think like if you'd asked me in 2012, 2011, 2013, whatever, like I I would have said more the former and, and it is a little bit more the latter now, but there's still that part of me that exists in my soul that I do have to fight against of like, and this is what, and here's some ultimate meaning now, which is like mm. uh, maybe like a universal thing and maybe that's not gendered, but I think mm-hmm. it, it can become like objectifying and pedestally in a different way. Mm. It yeah. truly stands any connection to sexual whatever, but just thinking of like yeah. girl prize, woman reward, like that stuff. Wow. Is just... It's so, I'm I'm glad you're like, you can share that, but it is so crazy. <laughs> it's I know. It's really crazy to feel like, I guess I've known, you know, that men feel entitled a lot of the ways, but it is weird to just hear it said in that way of like, 
a lot of men see women as a prize they win like it's just it's just that simple you know yeah at its core i i think it's kind of cool everybody likes prizes (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't like a prize everybody loves rewards (laughs) and for me i'm actually really sitting here like wondering if I would be offended if like you and I were getting married and you were like my prize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would be offended actually. I think it, well, it just makes me feel like no, just, I know. It, it like highlights the feeling of like oh a lot of women are like interchangeable. You yeah, know? like I it's know literally just like yeah, the body true. next to I'm you being, is what you want. No, wait, does it does it sound like that's what I'm saying? I don't mean for it. No, to. here's the thing, though. I know like you're just admitting like something that you are don't want to feel, you know, or that you're yeah. like battling, but you're being very kind and like sharing like this is this is some of my programming too or whatever. And so and, I, this, and isn't an, pro- this isn't an indictment of judgment or against yeah, you, Kevin. Yeah, and part but of my programming, like, part of my programming is to think that like, that that should be yeah that being a prize is cool that that i should be yeah that that's hot that's like well i'm gonna be the best prize i can (laughs) i'm going to be wilbur yeah no (laughs) totally that's so big being desirable and that's in my mouth actually is like (laughs) well and i think that's what a lot of this purity stuff builds on too is like that that like thing of pitting women against each other like who's got to be the purest the best prize like for the men or whatever and like if you're also really good you get to have a man who also was a virgin <laughs> yeah. and like but if you were do slightly worse you know you might have to settle and you guys will have to deal with that kind of thing can, you know? can i ask and you don't have to answer this caroline um but like what it what did it feel like getting married to nate four years ago again like that actually when this episode comes out is your four-year wedding anniversary right it's uh, the, f- the 11th oh it's the 11th wow. we didn't get married on election day we you got, got married, married two days week. after the election though right oh whoa. i think it was like three or four days after the election oh weird oh because it was on yeah. tuesday and then your wedding was on saturday right you're it was right. on yeah so right. like uh, not not sexual stuff but just like what did it feel like in terms of like what a man is and what a woman is in terms of like the reward or the validation. And I know you think differently now in in a lot of ways than you did then, but what did it feel like at that point? I did feel a lot differently than I do now. And even in my vows, I go back and read things and it's kind of cringy because I, I think I felt like, one like we deserve each other you know like it wasn't like oh my gosh it's incredible that he like allowed himself to marry me kind of thing (laughs) but I did have this big sense that like I am here to help him along on his journey in life like I am here to make his career his struggles easier like I am his cheerleader I am his accomplice like I was I was like firmly in the assistant role and I thought that was like good and I liked the like patness of that situation. And I also trusted Nathan to never abuse that, like to his credit. And he was never encouraging this like like wow. mindset that I had, but that was like really what I what I felt was the situation and mm-hmm. like what my place was. That makes um, sense. Wow. Yeah. Well, and it's hard, too, because the things you're describing aren't not part of a healthy relationship. It's just their primacy is different. Yeah, well, and also that it wasn't mutual. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be 
completely like mutual. Like, of too. course, I wanted him to like be encouraging. Yeah, but I would never expect his vow to also be my cheerleader assistant, you know, wow. or whatever. When whatever did that start to shift? Was it just like a slow unfolding? I'll well, tell you what, election, episode one of this podcast, and- <laughs> baby. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. When Trump I'll became listen. president, that's when I was like, what are men? You know? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's when it hit you. That's <laughs> when it hit you. <laughs> I don't know. I think I already had like those those like more feminist inklings and I think as I also just like allowed myself to think as freely as I wanted to that opened up for me and became a lot more viable I got upset about women not being allowed to be pastors which forced me to think that women are actually fully as mentally capable as men are and just about everything not just about in everything and like without qualification like all those things started unraveling really quickly Mm-hmm. It is is weird being really like thinking. Yeah, it was like took four years basically. Yeah, yeah. I remember that is like cool. I think I I remember growing up and hearing that women couldn't be pastors. And even as like a little girl, I was so like devoted. But I remember even always being like, that seems dumb because I'm very interesting and fun and entertaining. And I remember being like, I would be a great pastor. <laughs> and like, well, guess, why is that yeah. wrong? Like I was well, you always were like, like, I would like to have some of that spotlight probably. Yeah. Not I in wanted, a gross way or anything. And, 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 but, my, like, but it like that roadblock literally like highlighted. Like, yeah. Why would I wanted like, to be up there. <laughs> my, my youth leader was like really boring and I thought he was just like dull. And I was like, step aside then. <laughs> I've done so much better. And you probably would have done so much better. <laughs> I know. Also, yeah, yeah. Give, give yourself a little slack, Caroline. Like for years is short compared to what a lot of people go through in their lives yeah. too, in terms of like unpacking stuff and yeah yeah, yeah. Doing- I wouldn't say I was like a totally regressive person back then by any means no like, and I knew, knew you back, back then, then Kevin. so yeah and I knew I, I know you weren't like that and, and yeah. I know that just speaking to Nate he was never really like that either you know in that strange no. regressive way either no Nate, so. Nate was like way more progressive than me way earlier I think I know <laughs> is, I think is that I funny know, though yeah <laughs> I think I know what you like mean and that feeling like that's yeah it's just like a weird kind of like very subtle like I love you honey yes I was, I was <laughs> and at the end can of the I day, take your I shoes remember, yeah I remember like <laughs> what who told me this whereas someone I'm dying to be someone's Rita Wilson and no one will take me up on it. you would love to be so, a, a literal rug on underneath the couch that she sits on I oh, think that's so, where you would absolutely feel really comfy. No, that's part of the night someone, that's part of the role play for sure so, Someone in college, I remember, was like explaining to me like the role of being a wife because they had read like The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller. I also read The Meaning of Marriage. Yeah, but I remember they were like, they were like, so here's what it looks like. They were like, at the end of the day, you're going to have like thoughts and things that you want to tell your husband. And you want to lead him. But all you can do is you can pray and ask that God would change his heart. And then psychotic through the power of prayer (laughs) his heart has changed and he comes to you with the things that you wanted him to do and he does that that's your power that's where your power is and I was like that is what like you're like that's so powerful yeah like I remember being like (laughs) whoa okay so we're just getting really close to God but we're not ever saying what we really think to our husband and then we're just hoping that like our husband here's the telecommunication we're trying to like send so, him through God, like that yeah it's just so slow oh you know God. yeah and i remember being like wow so you have to be pretty like patient Not efficient as a too byzantine too much bureaucracy That's yeah an, it's insane. i remember reading that too and being like i guess that works but it, it, yeah. it and yeah and just like you're already kind of primed to like deny your own 
opinion, <laughs> you know, or yeah. like assume like, I think I, I don't think I actually care about this. I think I just like to nag. So I think I'm just going to wait until I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then I'll that's talk what to my, like, my husband who's too busy, you know, yeah, to like we're deal. told that we're nags, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. in like, it's in Proverbs or Psalm or something yeah. too. Do you think if Women I adopted a dog faucet. and, um, it would be cool if we did a photo shoot where it was a purity ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I only my, if the dog is the daddy <laughs> right and he has his little paw around my waist oh my i have to gosh. sign a contract of like i'll always pick up your shit um, daddy dog i'm sure someone has studied this too but i feel like the purity ball aesthetic is very similar to the debutante ball which is a totally yeah. kind of oh, yeah. similar but different thing of like wearing a big white ball gown for some reason and and it's like that presentation of women for but that is more for like she's debuting into society, aka come date this bitch, you know, like she's ready now, yeah, um, and polished. And I think is a little bit more of a southern tradition. But I feel like purity balls just like rip that off right away. Yeah, purity balls like the Barlow girl to Evanescence. <laughs> like Evanescence <laughs> oh is a debutante. The Burger King <laughs> to the, the yeah, not the debutante balls are like yeah. extremely progressive, right? <laughs> that or yeah, like really cool but anything else yeah. we want to talk about before we rate the movie anything what do you guys think it's like to have sex with an angel i mean i don't <laughs> i don't have to conjecture all right now the way this works know. Alyssa. <laughs> remember that song uh it's really good to hear your voice singing my with name the lips coming from the angel. lips of an angel yeah. Yeah, that's Hinder. Yeah. Hinder, Lips of an Angel. Honey, can you hear my <laughs> I love that song. I what I listened to Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry today. I don't know oh, why yeah. I shared that. <laughs> kind of similar genre. Mm. No, hey, you know what, Alyssa? Thanks for sharing that. Thank you for letting me <laughs> Um I think that the listeners might be comforted to know that all the dads die. <laughs> Oh, yeah, all yeah, the dads this die movie. in the movie. Yeah, violently. <laughs> the they bang their heads away. against the floor, and then their yeah. necks are... Yeah, that actually die. was one of the scarier moments. I was like, Lilith. Yeah. Very Lilith. satisfying Lilith, like, Shay embodies Lilith, who possesses her, and then just, like, exacts her revenge and all the... Unfortunately, the the Shay's father does look like a friend of mine, and I'm not going to tell mm. him that. I'm not going to tell wow. him that something for you to reflect on too why are you friends why would i be friends with someone who'd be like shay's father yes dad this is about me well wait before we before we rate the movie the other thing that's like so terrible about this what about girls that like don't have dads or their dads are absent or their dads are atheists that was like kind of my situation too i remember being like i wish my dad wanted me to be a virgin that's such a good point (laughs) yeah like you know what i mean anyways we don't have to get into that but just like this sucks stop doing why doesn't my dad care about my hymen stuff there have to be so many dads too that like went and also were like i'm deeply uncomfortable with this yeah i'm not feeling this so that would be like now that would be the comedy version of this is like a dad who's like yes i don't uh, your mother (laughs) thinks this is a good idea and he's like it's his we're okay with you having sex yeah Just be safe. We're okay with it. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. You know, wear a condom, get on birth control. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like blockers. That movie was so good. Remember, it ends with sex it positive. It's like blockers. Yeah. That's yeah, so nice. blockers was cool. Mm-hmm. What a great movie. All right. Watch blockers. Watch blockers. The way this works is we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a holy toast. We send it to heaven. Heavenbound. Holy roast. We send it to hell. No, 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 no. Now we're mixing and matching them. Yay. <laughs> 
Or we can take him to the space between. And we'll start with Caroline on her um, first post 2020 election rating of the year. <laughs> Listen to the hope in my voice. Um, I I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a toast. Um, I I kind of enjoyed this. Like I I expected it to be maybe a little bit crappier, but. <laughs> Sorry, no offense to all the filmmakers that are listening to this who worked on this <laughs> when film. And it was but... directed by a woman, so yes. Sorry to this oh. woman. <laughs> yeah, sorry to this woman. Um, but I, I thought it was good. I thought it was cool, like how accurate it was um, and also kind of creepy. It, Like Alyssa noted, it actually may be really triggering for some people, so be careful. But for me, I I found it kind of vindicating to watch it, and it was, yeah, it was kind of enjoyable. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. All right. We turn to Alyssa. Yeah. I think overall it's like good. I think it's good what it was doing because it was like kind of showing like I think like just such a clear message of like all the dads and boys dying. <laughs> yeah. There was no of, like, hedging of like there was no, yeah, there was no like, like no. they could be good. <laughs> they could be right. It was just like, no, they need to die. <laughs> Which makes the suicide all the more like not fun it was just good. so unnecessary yeah like she could have lived because it's such a broad yeah. like silly fun ending so it's like why yeah, would you have, have lived. Yeah, it was just weirdly serious and dramatic for mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah yeah so maybe if she would have lived that all the men would have died <laughs> love a movie where just the you know every, like all the guys die um <laughs> so but yeah i'll give it i'll give it a holy toast except oh. for some of those triggering moments hey, i'll yeah. give it a holy toast too it's a light toast for me but it's still a toast i, I did yeah. want them to like play in the world a little bit more maybe like just maybe a little bit also i was thinking about it too and caroline's comparison to the debutante balls because there's a big old debutante ball set piece in borat too that is fairly memorable yeah that's right wait did you watch borat too caroline I did, yeah. Now that's interesting because I did not see you logging on Letterboxd. So <laughs> did she watch it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to cogitate on that review mm. for a little while longer. Well, put that word in the review. You're gonna get a lot of likes. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> that's for the Letterbox crowd. Hey, uh, but we're not the final word. Go to at Christian Fun Pod and get out there and. <laughs> For the first time since post-election, Pokemon go to the polls. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Maybe we our just fe- heard. Maybe our future. Our future president. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Hillary I don't Clinton. know. I shouldn't have said. Wait, I didn't say what I said on mic, so never mind. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I'm still wise it's, and good. It's not like cancelable. <laughs> I know, but still, I yeah. just I just don't want to feel like I've I've also hosted a podcast during 2016 before, and I was like, yeah, blah, 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 and I had to cut Real stuff comment. out. By the way, I told you that, right? You went back and edited stuff out. Yeah. What were you or, saying? Or the edit was after the election, so you just edit it. Gilmore Guys episode 722 was an episode of our podcast that was six and a half hours long, and we talked about the <gasps> election so much. That was the six-hour episode. Six, yes, yes the legendary. Was. Yes, wow. six and a half no bathroom hour breaks, ep. no food, no water. Six and a half hours of talking Whoa. with me and two friends, and 
and we talked about the election and we, and we recorded it pre-election and it came out post-election. And so in that time I got to edit it. So it wasn't like I edited it after it came out. I just, Oh, I see. Okay. I did it from the space that we recorded it to when it came out. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> what did you cut out? Just like the overconfidence? Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, and then Trump's president now, like a lot of those jokes. A lot of those bad jokes. You still have that. We were all doing it. It's good. I know. I'll never do those. Do you still have that audio? Send that to me. Yeah, I'll send you the audio. Send me all the overconfident stuff of you not thinking that Trump was going to. You can make a super cut of every comedy podcast in 2016 doing the exact same thing. Totally. Yeah, that's true. It was awful. we had it in the bag. And then honestly, it was mostly black comedian guests who said i don't know i think that's not gonna happen like it's they knew that is yeah. the same yeah. rationale but okay now let's dim the lights light the candles we're here not to plug ourselves or promote our own projects we're here to lift them up to the lord we start as <laughs> per usual with caroline i'm gonna lift up maybe a semi-pertinent uh, recommendation i read catch and kill by ronan farrow um his book about john lovett's uh, rep- husband yeah, but reporting on the Harvey Weinstein case. Um, I'll say it was like, it was a weirdly exciting read. He kind of writes it like a spy novel almost. And I'm kind of glad he did because it makes some of the more horrifying things like just a little bit more palatable. I don't know. Yeah, not as like d- emotionally destroying as normally those things are. So mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. There was so much more to that story than I had ever realized. And. It, it was it it's beyond insane. I I have, but I highly recommend it as a book. It was a good read. It was very um, engaging. Catch and kill. Thanks, Caroline. We turn it to Alyssa Sabo. I would like to plug the movie Who Be Halloween. <laughs> 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 oh, I loved it so that. much. I love the best it. part is when he catches eggs in his thermos, right? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I love the thermos gag. I thought that I was am, so fun. I am so... I think it actually is, like, such a good one. Like, I know that Adam Sandler's been putting out a lot of, like, funky stuff. But I don't know. I'm a huge Sandler head. and But I just, like, I don't know. There's something about it. I was laughing my butt off. I'd say you'll get exactly what you want from <laughs> yeah. that movie. You know, like, if I don't you know. go there, I, yeah, I have think, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you guys, you know, follow me on TikTok, I'm Peggy Pence. Peggy Pence, baby. <laughs> well, at Blowing Alyssa Sabo, up. it's really funny. Yeah, because people are like, but aren't you Alyssa Sabo? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll lift up. You know what? Follow me on Letterboxd. I've been having fun on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah? I've been going off on Letterboxd, yeah. Because Letterboxd is is still small. It's independently owned. I pay to use Letterboxd, which you don't have to do. You can use it for free. But it's small enough that it, it feels like a fun little nerdy little group yeah. i don't know it's, and it's kind of like clunky to have a conversation on it so it keeps things from like well the key thing is you much. can't dislike people's reviews you can only like them that's true you can comment yeah, on think them. about that yeah but even that it's like yeah, in the star reply i love it i've been know. i've been it helps yeah I, I i enjoy that and something i just logged recently a movie called Rachel Getting Married, which I think is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Anne Hathaway. Yes, she's so. I I, mean, I love that movie. We have undervalued her. We we've she's done great. it. She's I've great done in it. That one. And yeah, 
Maybe. I recently watched. Oh, Caroline's not into her. Can't wait to go to your uh, theater queen energy or something. Like, what's the? (laughs) She's the Rihanna. Someone who has. She's good on occasion. I don't think she's like undervalued. (laughs) Anne Hathaway. I think she gets her due. Yeah. Well, maybe now, but remember, well, like... I can't wait to go to your Rachel getting married theme party next year. That's sure to happen. And I'm Rachel. I'm Rachel. I You're just Rachel. just my car into a rock. Always the Rachel. <laughs> I think they kind of, like, I felt like that movie was copying 28 Days. The Sandra Bullock movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, that one part, because it was, like, her sister's wedding that she ruined. <laughs> Yeah, and then they had to make up, uh, and they had to make amends in Ocean's Eight. Finally, yeah, <laughs> and Hathaway and the Mad Two Sides version of Sandra Bullock. Um, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreoncom fun for more good Christian fun, and you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. What's this month's charity, Caroline? And what do they do? This month's charity, thanks to our guest Alyssa Sabo, letting us know about it, is the Echo Park Fund. Um, Alyssa, do you want to tell them what they do? Yeah. <laughs> so Talia um, was a basketball is a basketball player, and then whenever the COVID hit, she was just like, "What do I do? I can't play basketball right now." So then she literally started this um, charity, and it, they work with the homeless people in Echo Park, and she literally goes straight to them and is just like, "What do you need?" And sometimes. You know, it's like they need a computer to apply for jobs and like they need, you know, they always need obviously like water and food and stuff. But it's been really cool to see. It's I think it's just an inspiring thing, too, that she was just like, OK, I'm going to like meet their do needs. this. Yeah. yeah. You have to make a huge organization and just like go for it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to donate there, too, it's at Echo Park Fund on Venmo. You can also contribute if you want or wherever your local park is and has some people that need some help. Yeah. And and it's it's that handle on Venmo. They also have a separate Venmo handle called at Kevin T. Porter. And if you donate there, it all goes <laughs> to the Echo Park Fund. It'll go straight to oh the people. Oh, my gosh. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. You know that it's hard for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, after corn, my quarantine diet, no way am I fitting through. Okay. Alyssa, what a ball we've had with you. Thank you, Alyssa. What a purity what ball. A purely Thanks for coming time. through. And there's nothing left to say except for an all pods people said. Amen. Nice. See you at inauguration, President Horse. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Two things we'll both regret. Um, <laughs> let's go out with, you know, I think maybe the anthem for what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Apparently she did. She she uh, she kept her contract, you know, with this. She talks about. To I'd doctor. like to talk to her doctor. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Co-signed by the doctor. Yeah. By the way, those hymen tests or whatever are fake. Wait, what'd you say, Caroline? Those um, hymen like tests that doctors do—they're not legitimate. Okay, and on that note, we gotta go out. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Oh, well Goodbye. <laughs> I keep your love in your eyes only for me Cause I am waiting for, waiting for you darling Wait for me too Wait for me as I wait for you
That was a HeadGum Podcast.